on, everybody? Welcome to the Financial Aid Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, talking everything college football betting. And uh, we'll get into some college basketball betting as the week goes on. I'm Ben Wittenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein as we make some picks for Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Personally, my favorite holiday, you watch football, you eat food, you drink beer, and you don't get to work. I don't know what's what's better than that throughout the calendar year. It really is one of the best holidays. You watch a bunch of football, a bunch of college basketball. You have NFL, you have college football, you have the NBA and college basketball all within a span of two, three days. You get it all together. It's it's the best. It really is my favorite holiday. You fall asleep every night in front of the TV, just stuffed with food, stuffed with alcohol. It's great. It's just it's just the best. Appreciate everyone subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. Uh, as we take a look at our record, we've been um, we've been flirting with 500 for quite a bit now. We are 24 and 25, a 49 percent win percentage. Uh, not great, not terrible, but uh, certainly had a bit of a losing streak here for some of these college football picks. Uh, that TCU minus two and a half really killed me. I, the, the two losses that we had last weekend, Minnesota minus three, TCU minus two and a half, just uh, absolutely killed me. Those really could have gone our ways in the Minnesota game against Iowa. If they hadn't turned the ball over inside their own 30-yard line twice and then missed a field goal, maybe we're talking about a W there for Minnesota. TCU, they should have covered... Luckily, they got away with a victory for them on that uh, fire drill field goal action that they got, which was actually pretty awesome, uh, in my opinion, to, to see that. That was really cool. Didn't stop the clock at all. But they unfortunately didn't cover. They got the win. Good for them. They stay ranked, stay in the top four. But it uh, doesn't help us. doesn't help our bankroll. So we're going to have to live and deal with that. But we did get the Iowa State and the Texas Tech under 47 and a half, man. That Iowa State team total is uh, is simply the best. It really is. This is the third straight week we've gone with the Iowa State under and the third straight week that it has hit. And the funny thing about Iowa State unders, seven in a row now. Seven in a row for the Cyclones getting the under. They just they tear down these teams that come in who are pretty good offensively or who think they have a good offensive plan, and they tear them down and they play in the mud and the muck, and it's a gross, disgusting, low-scoring game. And they keep hitting the unders. I don't know what it is. I know Iowa State's offense is terrible, 109, 110th in the country in points per game and offensive points scored. They're just not a good offensive team, but on the defensive side, they're awesome. So I'm, I'm going to keep riding with Iowa State this week, little teaser for what we're going to be picking. Love Iowa State unders, and I'm going to ride them until you know that well goes dry. We're going to keep hitting them, might as well. Uh, the Texas A&M UMass under 47 and a half also hit. Really should have made that like the biggest play of the weekend. That was about as obvious as anything. I mean, Texas A&M, you know, they were scared. They, they almost lost that game. I mean, there was a chance they could have lost that game. So, honestly, the under was really the correct move. They only scored a total of 23 points in that game. There was a moment where everyone said, oh, UMass is uh, making it close. It was 10-3 at halftime. They're only one score away. So, uh, fortunately for Texas A&M, though, they were able to escape the second half, 10 points in the second half to make it full 20-3. to um, But, you know, less than half of the points in the total were scored. Texas A&M is just not the offensive team that people expected them to be. They're not even a team that blows out anyone anymore. It's truly wild to see all of that happen. So, we got those two wins, 2-2 two and two on the weekend. We remain at 24-25, and 25, minus three units. 
Week 13 as we turn the page one week before the conference championship game. So let's try to end normal regular season college football with a win because it's rivalries week. Best weekend of the year for college football. Rivalry week, you have all the fun rivalries going on. Oregon, Oregon State, Michigan, Ohio State, Indiana, Purdue, Illinois, Illinois and Northwestern. You just have some fun games going on this weekend. A lot of the rivalry games, a lot of fun matchups. Uh, so I tried to sort through some of this and pick up some fun opportunities uh, and some fun numbers for us to bet. Uh, let's see. So, and, I co- and at the end, I'll give some NFL bets for Thanksgiving because you might as well. you got three NFL games going on, so you might as well give some three NFL bets for you. Uh, let's start with our three-star play of the weekend, and we are going back to the well that has been oh-so-sweet for us. It's been the Cyclones, Iowa State, and we're going to go under. Of course we're going to go under. Iowa State, TCU, under 48. I just – there's really no explanation other than seven straight unders for the Iowa State Cyclones. Seven straight unders. We've been on three of them. We're going to go again. We're going to get a number near 50, which I love, 48. Slightly key number. So we're going to go under 48, Iowa State, TCU. I love it. This defense is a top-10 defense in the country their offense is terrible TCU for their credit they are one of the best offensive teams Iowa State will face this season they had Oklahoma State 31st ranked in offensive scoring then they had Texas Tech last week they were 41st ranked in offensive scoring and they were still able to hold uh, both teams to the under in this game so am I a little worried TCU is going to come in and absolutely blow the top off Iowa State I absolutely am however Sometimes you just have to trust. You have to trust what's been working, and we're going to trust the Iowa State under here. It's only a three-star play. We're not going to put a lot more units on it for five-star plays, um, and that's really because TCU, you know, top 15 offense in the country. Max Duggan's been incredible. This is a, this is a TCU team that runs the ball really well. Now, granted, Iowa State's runoff run defense is really good, ninth in rush defense in adjusted rush defense in the country. So Iowa State can push back against this TCU run game, which is a top 15 running offense. So I'm not super worried, not super worried that TCU is going to blow the doors off Iowa State. The option is there because of how good their offense has been this season. But I think what Iowa State's going to do is they're going to do what they've done with every other offense. They're going to drag them down, slow the pace, force some stupid passes, force some bad plays, and we're going to get the under 48. Simply that that's just what's going to happen. So that's my three-star play. We're going to keep going to the Iowa State Underwell until uh, until that thing dries up. Thanksgiving play for everybody. Love love some plays on Thanksgiving. The Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. This is, you know, at a time where you're sitting back, you had the full Thanksgiving meal, maybe a little bit of dessert, you got some drinks in you, maybe you're a little bit tired of NFL football, so you look to see what else is on for the evening slate, and you come up with Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, one of the more fun games of the season, both these teams. Historically, it's uh, it's been a bit of a shootout. You've had some insane moments, of course, so it's always a fun game to watch, and I really don't know if I have a strong opinion on the side of this game. If I had to pick one, I would probably side with Ole Miss. You can probably get them at a decent number. There's been some chit-chat, some rumors on Twitter about head coach Lane Kiffin and him possibly leaving for Auburn. And Kiffin tweeted out, you know, he's not going to be doing that. He's going to be staying with Ole Miss. But again, the rumors got out there, and it's something the players obviously heard, something people have to deal with. So the market adjusted a little bit. This number opened at minus three for Ole Miss. It's now down to minus two at most places. And I think it's a pretty good buy low spot 
for as, as much as you can get a buy low spot for Ole Miss. So we're going to go with Ole Miss as the lean for the side, but I do like the over. I like the over in this game. It was supposed to be kind of rainy, a little wet, and I think the forecast has gone more towards the dry side of nature, being being more dry, less rain, so that total has bounced back up. It started at 63.5, moved down to 58, now it's back up to 61. But I still like the over in this one. I still like it because it's lower than the opener, and I'll, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Um, both the defenses on this team have holes, where their opponent's offense succeeds. So, for example, you look at Ole Miss. They're a pretty uh, pretty run-heavy team. They love to run the ball. They've run the ball a lot this season. So much so, they have the second-most rush yards per game in the country. Mississippi State, 68th-ranked rushing defense. Uh, less than 50th percentile. They, they, that's... That's not a great number. It's not awesome, not terrible, but not good for the rush defense. Ole Miss should be able to run the ball on Mississippi State. And then on the flip side, Mississippi State's passing game is unbelievable. They're one of the best passing teams in the country. They pass the most times per game in the nation, 50 times a game for Mississippi State, which if you know head coach Mike Leach is not too much of an issue for him. He has that West Coast run-and-gun style offense that he instills at every place that he coaches. So any team Mike Leach is going to be coaching is going to be a pass-heavy team, and you see it there with Mississippi State. Now, the good thing for Mississippi State is Ole Miss passing defense, 58th in the country. So nothing special, nothing terrible, but nothing good. So Mississippi State is going to have plenty of opportunities to move this ball. Both Ole Miss and Mississippi State, good opportunities to move the ball, good opportunities to score. I think we're going to get points in this one, especially since it's a rivalry game. It's a low spread on the market, too, so we're probably going to see you know, a close game, a little bit back and forth. And when that happens, these teams are just going to be running and gunning. Ole Miss literally running, and, and Mississippi State's going to be passing it all over the field. So you know, we can hope for overtime and hope it really jacks up the total, but I think we can totally get this over 61 in regulation time, especially for the Egg Bowl, Thanksgiving Eve. It's, it's perfect. It's the perfect time for, for an over bet. So that's a four-star play in the Egg Bowl over 61. I lean toward Ole Miss, but it's definitely going to be 61 the over for me. Let's do a little bit of a situational play here. And shout out to uh, my buddy Nate Jacobson. Do a podcast with him with Stadium if you want to listen to Sharp Lessons. Love Nate. Great guy. Mizzou alum. He likes Mizzou plus three. I like Mizzou plus three against Arkansas this weekend. Mizzou's going to be playing at home. Final game of the season. And the thing that makes this game important and big for Missouri, they're 5-6, and six, which means they're one win away from being bowl eligible. Arkansas, they're fine. They picked up that sixth win. Picked it up last week. Beat Ole Miss. So they're done. They don't really have much to worry about. They're already bowl eligible. They're going to be going bowling in December. Missouri's still trying to win. They, they need this win. The... the the emphasis is with Mizzou, and they're going to probably be the one that's going to be playing hardest because they want to go bowling. So I would love to take the Tigers at home as an underdog, still plus three and a field goal underdog against Arkansas. And I know Mizzou this season has been a hassle. I mean, I've bet Mizzou plenty of times, and I have lost a good amount of those bets just because you just don't know what type of Mizzou team you're going to be getting. Uh, they're coming off uh, a win against New Mexico State. That is absolutely meaningless. New Mexico State is a bad football team. 
Mizzou won 45 to 14. They covered the 29 point spread. Really impressive of them. But I mean, Mizzou's been through the grinder. Of course, in an SEC schedule, they've had to go to Tennessee, had to play South Carolina on the road, Florida on the road, Georgia at home. Gave Georgia a game, honestly, only made it four point deficit, lost 26 22, and they lost overtime at Auburn. This Mizzou team, I still think, has some stuff left in the tank. So I'm going to go to the Tigers. Just the motivation factor alone, I think, is a good enough reason to go Missouri as the home dogs. So we're going to go Mizzou plus three here as a uh, four-star play. Now, we have a nerd play that I wanted to get out there, and and this is an important play because it is contingent upon another game happening on Friday. So we're talking about the Indiana-Purdue game on Saturday, and the reason this is important is because Purdue right now is tied with Iowa to win the Big Ten West. So, and what happens too is Purdue does not own that tiebreaker. So as long as Iowa wins on Friday against Nebraska, which they probably should, Nebraska's not a very good team, and Iowa's extremely motivated because they want to get to the Big Ten championship game by winning the Big Ten West. So if Iowa beats Nebraska on Friday, this game becomes essentially meaningless for Purdue because Purdue's already gotten their sixth win. They're already bowl eligible. They're not worried about winning a bowl game. And I know playing Indiana and playing a rival is is a big deal for Purdue. But once you've hit that mark, once you've hit that bowl game mark, you're you're fine. You're okay. You're not going to want to hurt guys. You're not going to want to overplay guys. So as long as Iowa wins, Purdue's not going to be looking to blow anyone out. They might might not even be looking to win the game. So I'm going to go Indiana plus 10 on Saturday against Purdue Saturday afternoon. Game for the old Oaken Bucket, a classic. And I know Indiana has been bad this season. Their defenses look bad. Their offenses look worse. But they do have new quarterback Dexter Williams in, the freshman. And he's had some bright spots. They were able to win on the road against Michigan State last week somehow by the grace of God. I don't know how Indiana won that game. With Dexter Williams completing just two passes, he was two for seven which is ridiculous and insane that Indiana won that game. But they did. So they're coming off a win. They're going to try to get five wins. They're at home. I think Indiana gets the cover here. At the very least, they can get the cover if Iowa wins on Friday. So that is the play. As long as Iowa wins, I'm going to go Indiana, and I'm going to take the points. If Iowa loses and Purdue has a chance to win the Big Ten West, I am staying the hell away from this game. That is that is it for me. I'm not I think Indiana is going to get squished if that happens because if they're playing an opponent that is actually serious for the most part, they're going to lose. Now, somehow they beat Michigan State, who was trying to get into a bowl game last week and they won somehow, but I think that is a bit of an outlier. I like Indiana plus 10. This is a team that, even though they're not going to make a bowl game, they only have four wins. The most they can have is five. They play hard. They play aggressive. You can say a lot of things about Tom Allen, their head coach, but you can't say that he doesn't motivate his players. So I think we're still going to see a motivated Indiana team, rivalry at home. We'll go Indiana plus 10 as long as Iowa wins on uh, Friday. So that why is a bit of a nerd play. Not a lot of numbers, but a situational play. It's very specific to Iowa winning. And finally, I have a gut pick for the Civil War game. Don't know if, uh, I don't think they call that anymore, but it's Oregon, Oregon State. I'll go Ducks minus three. Ducks minus three, gut pick. 
I don't have any like stats to really back that up or anything like that. The Beavers have been pretty solid this season, especially at home at Corvallis. So I, I'm not 100% convinced that Oregon will cover this. But, I, I mean, I think they're going to be a motivated team. How good and healthy will Bo Nix be is the real question in this one. I would be extraordinarily careful before placing a bet for this Oregon-Oregon State game uh, because we don't know the health of Bo Nix. He struggled to run the ball. In his last game against UCLA, Oregon still won it, which was impressive. They covered minus two and a half. Mm, but there's always the health of Bo Nix that is going to be a concern for this Ducks team. They have one of the best offensive lines in the country, so it's he's probably not going to get sacked too many times or get hurt. But there's always the worry about is he going to be mobile? Is he going to be able to run? Is he going to be able to throw accurately? So we're going to just make Oregon minus three a gut play. You know, three and a half, I'm absolutely staying away. But I think you three at a field goal favorite, Oregon, with still some things to play for. We're going to take the Ducks. Let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll take the Ducks with the gut pick. Oregon minus three. Uh, so there's the college football picks. Iowa State, TCU under 48. Mississippi State, Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl over 61. Mizzou plus three. And uh, IU plus 10, as long as Iowa wins on Friday. And Oregon minus three because it's thanksgiving i'll give out some nfl picks never given them out on the pod before but special occasion on thanksgiving you might as well give some uh nfl picks out for uh for every game for all three games going on i'll go lions plus nine and a half and the over 54 in the lions bills games cowboys giants let's go another underdog we'll take the giants plus ten and a half under 45 and a half as well I know the Giants are hurt. I know they have offensive issues, and I know the Cowboys are rolling, but 10.5 is too too good of a number. Give me the points. Give me 10.5. Give me the Giants and the under in that game. And then the uh, primetime game, Minnesota and New England in Minnesota. Let's take the Vikings, minus 2.5. A little bounce-back game for Kirk Cousins and company, and we'll go over 42.5 uh, in that one too. I, do, I, I really like Minnesota, minus 2.5. I think the Vikings are due for a bounce-back and uh, Kirk Cousins, I know it's prime time. I know it's Thanksgiving. He's going to show up. He's going to show up at home for his boys. That's the show. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to have bets for conference title week. Oh, man. Almost done fully with this college football season. Kind of crazy, to be honest. And we'll, we'll have to move on to college basketball. I'm excited. Appreciate everyone listening. Find me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein. Good luck. And uh, we'll be back next week. Next week.